What's up, guys? It's your boy, Johnny Bananas, and I'll be covering all the treachery, deceit, backstabbing, and murder from season two of The Traders U.S. on my podcast, Death, Taxes, and Bananas. I'll be joined all season by my fellow castmates to swap stories, provide all the behind-the-scenes antics, and sordid details from filming. So sally forth and join me for season two of The Traders every Saturday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. On this week's episode, we'll be talking about one of my favorite musicians, Usher. More specifically, Usher and Friends. After all, this is a podcast about friendships. Um, but later, I'll be joined by writers and good friends, Clover Hope and Julianne Escobedo Shepard. But first, my BFF and co-host, Stephen Othello. Hello. Yo, yo. Peace, peace. What's up, How are you y'all? doing? Doing How's good. your heart? My heart is um, healthy. Um, a lot of opportunities is coming in this week. So just trying to work through the good ones and the ones that I got to adjust towards. So options are good. Options are interesting, but yeah, they're good. <laughs> I mean, the options are probably interesting, but I'm saying having options may be good. I hope. Right, right. What color are you feeling today? Right now I got on like a, like a blue. So I'm, I'm feeling blue. Blue has a negative connotation, but it's it actually does. a pretty ass color. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is a pretty ass color. How's, how's your heart? Uh, my heart is good. I, um, I'm always happy to talk to you and see you. I'm really excited today for some reason. Um, probably because we're talking about Usher. You know, it's gloomy and rainy in LA, but that gives chill vibes. Actually, blue is a perfect color for this weather. I think that like the color I'm feeling today is kind of like a peachy color. I, mm. I like peach a lot, by the way, now that peach I think about it. Peach is fire. For... It is fire. Um, all right. Well, I was thinking about this before we talk about Usher, how you and I really don't talk about football like that. We don't really talk about sports like that either. But when we do talk about sports, it's mostly basketball that we talk about out I of any basketball. sport. You do. So you play it. You watch it. You play it virtually also. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> 2K in every day in. Are you a football fan? I'm like a, I was a football fan growing up. I was like, you know, obviously I'm from New York, so I would root for the Giants. As I gotten older, I don't watch it only for um, the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Because, uh-huh. you know, it's like an opportunity to get up with your friends and have beers and drink and chill, eat nachos and just live your life. I feel like these days, like the halftime show has become like, Sometimes it's even bigger than the game. Like last year when Rihanna performed, it was like bigger than the game. Quiet yeah. as kept. Yeah. She unintentionally, supposedly, uh, announced her second pregnancy at the halftime performance right, last year. exactly. But, I mean, I learn as I go. I, I mean, I was raised a Raiders fan, so I have no feelings attached to this game. I know I can't root for Niners, that's for sure, just because of old rivalry. Right, right. Uh, but... <laughs> Yes. Halftime show uh, is really what I'm excited about. I I mean, I've been excited for past halftime shows. Not as much as like, I think the last time I was this excited was maybe Beyonce. 
Right, right, right. I don't right. know when's a. I, I mean, yes, Rihanna's performance last year was amazing. But when's the last time you were like really, really excited about a halftime performance? Was it last year? Yeah, I'm always excited. Like Rihanna's was dope. Bruno Mars killed back in the day. Mm, um, yes. Uh, who else? Beyonce obviously was dope. The weekend was funny as hell, right? Like that <laughs> There's was like so many hilarious. memes after the weekend. Exactly. One, for so sure. It's always whether it be all right or it be dope as hell. It's like there's always like some good content around it um, that comes from it. Um, but, but you're yeah, looking yeah. forward to it though. Is there one that I'm, you... I'm always looking oh, okay. forward to it? Even like the last year was the or the year before that. I can't remember which one, but I know that the the West Coast one. It was, was yeah, 2022. Yeah, yeah, that that shit felt so like it was like yesterday. But it's crazy, but that was dope. You seen, you know, yeah, Kendrick, Eminem, uh, Fifty Cent, Dr. Dre. That was like a in friend show as well. You know, mm, which yeah. felt felt dope. To be honest, I did not watch that entire thing for some really? reason. Yeah, Why? I guess when there's so many performers, you have a choice of going in and out. Eminem, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I, not that Eminem isn't good. He's great. But that's not someone I listen to on a day-to-day. Mm, but when, like, true. Mary and Kendrick come out, then, like, that's... You know what I mean? So it's more of, like, tuning in and out versus, like, the J-Lo and Shakira one was really weird because they made him seem like they were rivals right. in the beginning. Um, They're two completely different artists. I don't right, know if right, you right. watched that one, but it yeah, almost felt like... I feel like they both deserve their own individual uh, halftime performances i actually like that one too that one was mad entertaining <laughs> oh d just seeing these two women yeah, perform it was together. killing that shit do you think that like comparing that clearly to dre snoop eminem and friends the fact that they are friends makes it a better performance than like a shakira and j-lo where like they're cool but they're not friends per se that we know of no nah, because I'm, I'm looking at the, the the super bowl performance as an event it's like a storyline within within the music right you know, there's always something, there's always a surprise that happens during like the uh, yes. the Super Bowl. So it's like, even with the Shakira, it was like, it looked competitive because they was like, there were, you know, it was, they went towards the gossip that you heard, like they yeah, were competing yeah, yeah. or they had beef, you know, yeah, all these like quiet conversations. They acted it out, but in, in, the, in, the, in the name of art, you know, in the name of music. Yeah. I thought that was type jiggy. There's always the Destiny's Child uh, surprise during the Beyonce. Right. Which yeah. I feel like we always want when it comes to Beyonce or like Justin Timberlake separately. Of like we want a in sync reunion, like those type of reunions of groups that they were a part of. But Usher, I know we both like Usher. We've talked about Usher. Of course, Usher's one of my favorites musicians. Uh, how do you feel overall about like Usher as an artist? Nah, I love. It. I mean, Usher. I feel like I I, I grew up with Usher. You know what yes, I'm saying? Because exactly. like we kind of like the same age, honestly. <laughs> and uh yeah no for real so like i remember you know obviously his first album when it was like um in new york when he recorded his first album was classic and then you know was 8702 8701 right 8701 you know that was a classic my way yeah. and all those, my way, those yes. i mean uh, there was a video, I can't remember what video he had on like the Jordan 11s, right? That was like the first time I ever seen him. You know, it was Buster Rhymes and it was Usher who premiered the Jordan 11s. Was it when he was like screen. flipping his shirt back? Exactly. Yeah, it was one of the vids where he had the, the Jordans on and like that was like my first time seeing him because back then it wasn't like um, you could just go on the line and find new colorways and stuff. So he's always been in the crib. I remember even watching him. I remember this movie I used to watch when I was growing up. It's called 
the faculty. I love the faculty. <laughs> she was fire. <laughs> and then I watched She's All That because Usher was the DJ on She's All That. Remember when Usher was a was a an actor and you Yo, actually want to see his movies? He was on he was on this soap opera called The Bold and the Beautiful. I remember and I the had, Bold and Beautiful. I had never watched that until Usher came on. And then the minute that Usher, I don't know how he got cut, like his storyline got cut. I stopped watching that show. And then when he ended up on Moesha. Uh, right? Like as a love interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the faculty though. That's so... <laughs> right. So he was always in my in my household, you know, right. musically and then like just on, on the screen. He was always there, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, I will say, I think overall, the reason I'm a big fan of, of Usher is we talk a lot about like how it's hard for an artist to evolve, like to still kind of like uh, explore like the sounds that are nude on whatever, for whatever generation, he has shown how like an artist can appeal to a range of audiences while still like evolving his sound and staying true to himself or artistically. So he's explored sounds that like make sense for him and still sound like current. It never has sounded too wild of, of a risk when he was making, when he went to like more dance or things like that, right? Or what when was he did the uh, favorite uh, Usher, uh, collaboration with friends so when i say that i mean like production duo because he's he's always like kind of want to a certain person yeah for that energy well i feel like it's a mixture of jd and brian michael cox i feel like brian michael cox wrote a lot a lot of his music especially like my way and then jd came in on in my way also i think that he uh, it's funny there's a reddit thread of a question of like did jd steal Steal Usher from Puff, right? Because he worked with Puff on the first album. Right, right, right. And make him better. And I mean, like, that first Usher album was was strange to me. Like, it was as far as, like, what he was, I suppose, I think he was, like, 14, 15? When, like, the first, and he was, like, living with Puff, which is also a little weird. And I think he has said in interviews that it was, like, the toughest time of his life, like, during that, which is... I mean, it's New York, so who knows if that that's why. It's because he was going from, like, wherever he was from. And just making, like, this album that made more sense to, like, Puff than it did for Usher. And I feel like once he went and did My Way, that's when it felt like it made sense. So mm-hmm. I would I mean, give he was, he, he was also he was also really young. So some of the stuff that he was singing about just didn't make sense. Right. To the, to the, to the real-life age he was at. He had to grow up, you know? And I think that, like, comes with time. I think it's just, like, uh, finding your collaborative partner. It takes a while. Like, finding that fit. Yeah. But you, sometimes you got to try on different sneakers in order to find the right shoe for you. you know? I mean, thankfully, it took him, what, one album? He did stuff like before that first album with with Puff. That right. album just feels more like Puff than Usher when you look at the entire discography. But also, I think there's something to be said that like JD and Usher are actually friends. Like it wasn't like a mentor, just a mentor, or just like someone that comes in and produces, someone that just come in, right? Like they actually were friends. And I feel like that, in my opinion, when we talk about working with friends, I think that's where good can happen is when you actually feel us that comfortable enough, hopefully, right? Or be transparent enough where someone's telling you, you know, why not do it this way? And you actually take that risk. Yeah. I think uh, JD is really good at understanding younger artists. You can kind of see that with like Chris Cross, like you can, um, you can kind of see that with them, right? It's like he understands how to to channel that voice and grow it up gradually. Same thing with like Bow Wow, right? Yeah. He oh, was able Bow to see wow, that. Yeah. From, right. He was able to see that with JD. So 
him taking on, you know, Usher and, you know, building with Usher, clearly there was a friendship there because he was able, able to like connect with, their, like it's like they're, especially with Confessions, people, you know, say that album was about Usher's life, but it was a lot about JD. JD, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it felt so connected because they were probably experiencing the same, similar things at the same time, you know? Yeah, I think that Especially was funny. Especially with Chili and all of that. Right. I feel like uh, Usher really leaned into it. And like, yeah, like you said, they were going through, at least I guess, whatever tension in relationships at the same time, that it just, it worked out. <laughs> and like, it it really became Usher's storyline that he just like made it a hit. Is JD or like, is that your favorite like collaboration? Or what? Absolutely not. Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, you know. What like is I just, it? I respect the whole the JD uh, Usher combination, but my favorite combination was uh, Pharrell and the Neptunes and Usher. That was my favorite era. Was that like uh, a lot of eighty seven oh one? Was that that's some of eighty seven oh one, right? That was yeah. It was like you don't have to call, yeah, which is yeah. a class. Like I know yes. for a fact he's gonna perform that. It's gonna go up. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Of then, course. Then there's this whole era of like unreleased music. See, I'm privy to. I'm a digger. Like I like dig for songs. There's some amazing um, music that didn't make the album that they've done that are hits for like if you're like a a music stand. There's a record like called Sweet Lies. If you do your research, do your Googles, you'll be able to find it. <laughs> uh huh. And that is a classic Usher record. You know, it's like a produced B-side. by the Neptunes. Produced by got the next ones. They got, got up. They did about like um, five songs together. This was around the time when like uh, Pharrell was working with Justin, and then he was working with uh, Usher. They was all working at the same time, so certain records would go to Usher, and some some would go to Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ironically, the songs that went to Justin Timberlake were from Michael Jackson. Yeah, I think I've, I think you've told me that right. actually before. Yeah, you uh, encouraged me to watch those uh, studio sessions of was it Justified the first Justified, album? Yeah. Classic, <laughs> yes. classic. Yes. I would watch hours and hours classic. of these studio sessions. And now that you speak of of Justin Timberlake, uh, which one do you like the most, Justin or Usher? Oh, Usher. Okay. There's always like this weird combo of who's better. I'm not. I'm not gonna ask who's better, but you could also ask. Uh, you could also answer who you think is better. I just ask like, what's your who's your favorite? Yeah, no, I'm pro Usher, but I would say that Justified is a classic album. Yeah, it's like a sure. classic, even my, possibly better than Future Sex Love Sounds. But that's another story. I I actually agree. Who do you think is better with the Neptunes out of them two? That's interesting. I think Justin made more songs um, that came out, but I think Usher made classic records. Like, You Don't Have to Call is an absolute monster. And you, you, that, that you know, that's kind of like, um, it's weird because it's like, you know, that uh, we talk about like the friendships in, 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 um, in music. And, you know, Usher just recently said that he was um, starting a super group with Pharrell, Jay-Z. And is that him. like recently? Yeah, he oh, just yeah, announced okay, that. Yeah. I think I heard no, something, it was but back I don't know at, how long. They was working on it back in the day, but he was saying like, yo, that we were okay. we were in the zone. Yeah. They was catching rhythm. They were working on records and it never came out, right? Yeah. And so I think that's what that's why I kind of give it to Justin a little bit, even though Usher's my fave. I give it to Justin in that regard because like those records came out. Usher, they couldn't catch a rhythm, you know? Yeah, I mean, they, uh, who knows, right? Like behind the scenes, but it does always seem that like Justin and Pharrell 
have been seen more working together. But again, like you said, there's probably some tracks that didn't come out. But as far as like consistently or continuously working together, it's yeah. like Pharrell uh, and Justin. But yeah, I feel like that the conversation of who is better, I've seen on Twitter a lot with like Justin versus yeah, Usher. Usher, Usher right? Yeah, OD, I mean, I don't, of course. I, there's probably someone that said Justin and they probably got like, you know, uh, talk back to because that's yeah, yeah, just yeah. wild but it's also very different I understand but like you said like the the albums coming out at certain times it, it makes sense to be compared but who do you want out of these collaborations to actually be a part of this performance in halftime and so like I already kind of know who who it's going to be I guess I like, guess appearances because it's not like right, we we know I think it's going to be real real Atlanta you know like I okay. think he's going to do it right I could see Ludacris being being there performing. I could see T.I. I could see uh, Lil John for yeah. Like, I, I think it's going to be like an Atlanta show. He has a new uh, single with 21 Savage and um, Summer Walker. I'm sure he's going to do his new record. So I, I think, you know, J.D. obviously probably be there in some sort of way. I think yeah. it's going to be um, super Atlanta all day. You know, peace up, A-Town down. It'd be dope. If he was able to get like Outcast to perform, now I would lose my mind. Imagine Andre coming out there in the flute, acapella. Flute. What is he? What is he gonna? You mean just have people? So you're just thinking of any his friends in Atlanta, not necessarily friends that he has collaborated with. No, I think it's gonna be. I mean, everybody I named outside of, I believe, Outcast, he's collaborated right? with. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. but I, but I think like. Ultimately, why, you know, he got the nod to do this was because everything that's been happening in Vegas, you know, yeah. him killing Vegas and him getting support from his friends. Right. That's the reason why it blew up the way it blew up. Right. Every celebrity in the world was going to these shows and he was killing it. Right. So but I, but I'm also like you're not just representing your homies. Right. You represent in Atlanta. So if you if you represent in Atlanta, you should bring all your Atlanta heavyweights on stage. We are the world style. Yeah, I do see Lil John and Ludacris, right? So they have, yeah, yeah, and they have Lovers and Friends. I don't know if, like, I don't think Iggy's. Lovers and Friends is too, yeah. My, I mean, do you see all the singles, I guess? Even, like, the slower singles, like My Boo? He's definitely doing all, all of those joints. Yeah. I mean, it might, you know, it might blend as, like, a medley, but those, oh, songs, God, those are it. joints, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, you know, Good. My Boo is, like, a classic. So of course. I, I can't All those I can't confessions. Imagine. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot from those first couple albums you could pull from as far as like collaborations. I feel like all of Confessions, you have a lot to choose from Confessions, from My Way. And then I think it's like the, then he goes to like the more dancier songs, right? Like Climax mm -hmm. is amazing. Uh, it's like produced by Diplo, which was like an unexpected thing when that first came out, but it was great. I was kind of disappointed that was the only song that kind of sounded like that on that album. And then those songs with Will I Am and David Guetta that I don't care for, but right. OMG is a big song. So sure, I guess. That was my shit back in the day. OMG? Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, you really loved all of Usher's eras. Nah, um, hold on. I'm trying to see. So Usher has a best of Usher. You mean like a playlist? Yo, OMG is not in the playlist. So he probably don't even like that song. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't like that song. Uh all the songs, I started thinking of the songs that I wish he'd perform, but I know for sure he's not. And they all end up being kind of like horny songs, like Twerk It Out and like Nice and Slow. Like clearly he's, I mean, Nice and Slow, maybe, but that, that might be a little too slow. 
Because that now is a single. He's definitely going to do those records. I don't think twerk it out he's going to do from 87 to twerk it out. That's <laughs> exactly. definitely not happening. But shout out to him for like creating the word twerk. Yes. T-W-O-R-K. He, he so, messed that part up, but he was there. <laughs> he was right there. I was thinking of that. Yeah. And I know that the song that we just talked about, like, OMG, uh, Hey Daddy, I hate that song, but I know that. There's a, there's a Nicki Minaj song in there I'm forgetting that is probably going to be performed as well. He's not listening. Let me tell you what he's going to do. He's going to do Good Good with Summer Walker, 21 Savage. Because that's his latest single? Yeah, he's definitely okay. going to do I bet you. And then he's going to do Burn. Of course. He's going to do Confessions. Of, of course. He's going to do Mabu. My Way, You Make Me Wanna. He's going to do all of those. He's going to yes. do all of those. You don't have to call. You don't have to call. I hope. God willing. I think so. I mean, that, then he you're gonna kind of ignoring. He's going to do, he do You Got It Bad. Yeah, I feel like you're right, though, in the medleys. I think that that's usually what happens, right? Like, the more slower songs they put into a medley, clearly. Mm-hmm. So you can focus on the more upbeat ones. And then and then when you get Lil John and... Uh, ludicrous out then you have like those two songs to choose from but yeah, yeah that's probably gonna end the show uh i mean that would be a good way to end the show yeah you're gonna do yeah so we pretty much just gave everyone a sneak peek at what you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna watch during the super bowl but who do you think brought out the best of usher whether it be guest appearance producer writer whatever yeah no 100 jd like jd's his a uh, collaborative partner 100%. They make the best music together. I think that's the, the, the album. Confessions, obviously, was the album that changed mm-hmm. Usher's life. It's always going to be JD and, um, and Usher. I was going to say, My Way was a big one for him, but I do think Confessions changed his life for sure. Yeah. Changed our lives. Uh, did Confessions True. change your life? Damn, or you, good... 80, 8701 was it that you mentioned? I remember or... 8701. Like I was in North Carolina going through mad... Love affairs. It was crazy. <laughs> I just knew my life was mad deep. It's crazy how deep my life is now. But back then, I just knew. That was knew, deep, yeah. I knew I was going through the same. You remind me of, I was literally going through that. Like, I think not you in mentioned, real life. I, like, <laughs> but that's, we talk about this, that we, I, like, we felt those songs at times where, like, none of that type of stuff was going on. But we had stuff going on. We just attached it. That feeling that we got from those songs, we attached to whatever we were going through. Yeah. But for sure, like um, 8701, even down to the his styling back in that album, that like he was very dope and fresh and jiggy during that time. I remember he had the skates. You remember that video when he skated away? Yeah, skates on sneakers. Yes. I don't remember Yo, what video I that was. I was trying yes. to get those, those skate sneaker things. I definitely needed those. Confessions probably was the one. I, lo- I love my way, but I feel like uh, that is the one that, that I still remember. Again, like that goes back with like, I was not definitely going through the same thing that Usher was going through, right. but I was going through something <laughs> that made me love that album that much. So is there anything else you want to share about uh, Usher? I just think that uh, it's dope to see like an artist evolving throughout the years. Because, you know, like a lot of times, sometimes, well, a lot of times, right, you'll, you'll get an artist, he'll be popular in the, in, you know, in the early 90s and he's not, he's no longer here. Usher's been able to evolve and do it gracefully throughout the years. For sure. Um, and that's, that's not even just in music. That's just, you know, in performance. That's in, um, you know, in business, right? I think he owns a percentage of the calves. Stuff like that is just mad dope. And, you know, he's, what, mid-40s? He has children. He takes care of his, he, his responsibilities. And he's private. You know, he's like a private artist. He lets the music speak. He's always been like that. He's 45. Right. And then... He don't yeah. look 45. He look 
clean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah. That's. I mean, that also goes with like the style evolution of Usher is a whole other conversation too. Like it's, everything's made, the moves he's made have made sense, I guess. Like even when they're not the same as the last era that he was in. And then just being able to bounce back when you do take a few steps, have a few missteps, right? Like the, you talking about the Usher album with Zaytoven, like that wasn't his best album, but for him to get to an, a place, you know, six years later or five years later, get the residency and and then. Yeah. And now he's, even the way he's rolling out the the new album, it comes out on um, right after the Super Bowl. Like it's perfect setup for him. Yeah. It's exciting. You know what I'm saying? And to be 45 on his upteenth album and, and still be excited and exciting is really dope. And he, know, he don't feel old. He never, I don't think Usher, there was ever a time when I was like, yo, Usher feel Right. Be like an old head, right? right? It's never, <laughs> it ain't never been like that. And that's dope. Yeah. It's not even, yeah, like we kind of alluded to, it's not even age. It's the fact of how much he's done where it doesn't feel the age is not something that we even think about because of how much he's done, which usually we do. We're like, oh, he's done so much. You must be like older. Or you're old. You must be like out of the conversation. But no, that's not the case for him. Right. Shout out to Usher, man. Uh, yeah, clearly we're big fans. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for talking to me. I'll be right back. I'm going to talk to some more friends about Usher and friends. Peace. So with me are writers, authors, overall amazing women, Clover and Julianne. How are y'all? How's your hearts? As I like to ask. Well... <laughs> You're like, I didn't know it was coming. I know that type of podcast. <laughs> my heart is full. That's good. How about yours, Clove? Same here. My heart is good. I actually feel really good about Usher performing. Like, it just is good. like, I feel the excitement. Life feels fine. So, you know, it's <laughs> nice when life just feels fine. We're like, yeah, but Usher. Um, but yes, um, I've known these women for close to two decades, not to age us, but I guess for, I'm aging us. Um, Julianne <laughs> assigned me my first interview with the Federation. I don't know if you oh. remember that, Julianne, when I was an intern at oh Vibe. Oh my gosh, yes. 2006. Bay Area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and Clove, thankfully, we became friends after she edited me because that was... I still remember that edit till this day, um, or we probably wouldn't be <laughs> friends, but I love you both. I think Clove and I go back since 2009, but both of you, I'm very grateful. I think we met at an Erica Badu listening. Yes, like, that's the we, little wow. moody one with all the candles yes. around. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. I remember that vividly. What a great <laughs> That's like a recipe become. for lifelong friendship yes. right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, when's the last time you've been as excited? as this like what other halftime performance has got you this excited actually last year's like rihanna i was extremely excited to see what she would do especially with so many just kind of i mean she has like the bag of hits basically and it's the almost like tough decision of what do you put together like how do you put together a set when you have actually too much to draw yeah. from and i feel the same with usher like i've been i was like texting with friend about like what songs he would do and you know like it's that kind of um I guess like thrill but also because he like the actual performance the renaissance tour was the last kind of 
performance type thing that I was excited about mm-hmm. and was able to go to. So, yeah. you know, it feels, you know, like kind of a similar just thing in the air, basically. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Julianne? I mean, I agree with Clover. Like, Usher is the consummate showman. Like, he's like the best dancer. He loves like the sort of almost this old school idea of entertainment where he will, he wants you to leave satisfied. Plus, yeah, like how is he going to do, he has so many hits. (laughs) Yeah. How, like Rihanna was one thing because yeah, she has hits, but like they're concentrated, but Usher has so many things like, and so many genres that like, I mean, how is even the music director going to like make it? It's going to have to be like Renaissance where it like you have to like do some real like stitching together and like maybe some like interludes. I'm assuming there's going to be like medleys of sorts, especially with like the slower songs. Because like, how do you not perform nice and slow? But how do you perform nice and slow at the Super Bowl if you're going to? Which is what I was thinking. I mean, I personally really want him to perform Twerk It Out, but that's not going to happen. So I'm just going <laughs> to... I love that song. I'm just going to say... I was like thinking of all the songs I want him to perform that I know he won't. And they're like all really like horny songs, like Do It To Me and like Twerk It Out. And I'm like, that's not... He's not going to do it. But I really... If he pulls out Twerk It Out, I will... <laughs> I don't know. What will you do that, Chloe? Um... Yeah, no, I would Turn probably just fan myself and <laughs> I have to have like my fan ready for this whole show. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I mean that I think that's also that's a great thing to think about is like what what does he not perform, I guess, is the better question because he has so much. And I do think like the, the slower songs would probably be more like medleys, I assume. But like, is there something that you guys like he needs to perform this? Like whether it's like a single or not a single. I feel like Confessions is the like grounding uh, album to draw from. I like, I, and I also wonder about the balance of like slow jams versus like the kind of uh, more upbeat songs. So I definitely think like a My Way has to be on there. Like, I, like yeah. what has to be like in the rotation. Maybe Burn, Climax, like that kind of. He might maybe like yeah. a slow jam medley that includes yeah. those and nice and slow. Um, like he has, I mean, he can't not do yeah. So yeah, yeah like I mean, no pun intended. Yeah, but um, I'm assuming <laughs> if you're gonna have Lil John and Ludacris on, then you're gonna do yeah, and then you'll probably do like Lovers and Friends. So yeah, I do want to ask you guys because we went like right into it. His body of work overall. How would you guys like even tackle that in your words as to why you're a fan of it? Yeah, I think part of my attachment is act that when he first debuted I was a teenager and he was one of my first crushes and it was also yeah. the very first concert that I ever went to was 8701 when I was 17 so, so it's I kind of have that um just youth like adolescent teenage love affair attachment to the music to the music and the image of him itself like I had a probably from right on a word up magazine or one of those, like a picture of him, like shirtless on my wall, (laughs) you know? And so I do think he has that, like Julianne mentioned that old school charm, basically that you don't really like, it's that kind of 
you know, almost cheesy, like gentlemanly um, yeah. uh, approach to him, but he still has swagger. <laughs> and like he has, uh, it's like this generational charm, basically, that he could appeal to so many ages, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it really, to me, boils down to like, he can put on a show and he cares. And the attention to detail that you put into a show to where you, people can't see the mistakes or that you, it's just kind of like seamless is a yeah. lot. <laughs> And the fact that he was doing that back to back, like, you know, in Vegas and that he's done that from the beginning of his career. Like, I just kind of appreciate showmanship. I appreciate uh, just his vocals. Yeah, it's just like the R&B that really kind of hits uh, um, so many notes. Like, it's hip hop, it's like soul, and it's also like pop at the same time. Um, I also like really appreciate that he made R&B pop instead of making like pop. R&B kind of that makes sense like he just made really good R&B that turned went popular <laughs> and like yeah. wasn't trying to kind of like tailor it to a or like be well at a certain point before OMG <laughs> um like you <laughs> <Yeah>. know <laughs> good day. he yeah. was kind of you know just making good R&B like it's it's a lost art yeah what are your thoughts and feels Julian I mean I think that you made a really good point Clover that like he's obviously really meticulous you assume he's a perfectionist, but like, unlike a lot of people, you don't ever get the feeling that you're watching a perfectionist. You know, people talk about like the great American songbook or whatever. And like, I feel like his catalog is that like, he's delivered so many classics. Like I think, you know, when he's 70 or whatever, people are going to look at him. Like they just did at the Grammys with like Tony Bennett, you know, he's like, Mm consummate performer and like such a I mean maybe I'm also thinking of Vegas and thinking of him as like a classic sort of old school style Vegas performer not in the like what do I do with my career but actually in a like we're (laughs) bringing this old glamour back to Vegas like you know the Rat Pack or whatever like he's like that (laughs) there's he's so timeless and yeah and his R&B stuff. I did like OMG, though. <laughs> I did not like OMG. I know. That I understand. The <laughs> I, but to, I just don't know if it's I don't like OMG or I'm not always a huge fan of stuff that Will I Am does. So I will yeah. just blame it on Will I Am and like yeah, go with I, it. <laughs> but I yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. He has Usher. I mean, I think I, I talked uh, about this with Steven, my co-host, like earlier, of just how I think Clover said this, his appeal, like just his artistry can appeal to a range of audiences, right? And like cultures. And I think that is really hard to do and do so what seems like naturally, like it doesn't seem like a marketing thing that is behind it. So, and then also like the evolution of his sound also feels very organic where like, I think a lot of artists have been had like, the blessing to move the way he's moved into all these genres and actually have like has kind of made it his own like climax is the thing that I think of or like I wasn't expecting climax from Usher and that is probably one of my favorite Usher songs again I'm not gonna talk about OMG but it's just like he's explored <laughs> sounds that make sense for him and it still sounds good yeah and and just kind of the experimental like I do uh you know, like, like that he's kind of open to, even with, if it's something like an OMG that doesn't quite hit me, yeah. um, <laughs> like it's, 
you know, like he does kind of, you know, walk outside the box a little bit. And like, I think to do that kind of thing when you're at, when you're usher and at an usher level, like you definitely have to be like actively interested in things. And I think that's why he's able to do different types of music when he wants to so much in different genres because he, he's actually interested in it. It doesn't ever feel like even when I, the maligned OMG, like, yes, will I am and all of his like corniest impulses. Right. But like (laughs) when he started doing like, you know, climax or like, you know, just started getting into like EDM during the big EDM, even with like David Guetta or whatever, like, it didn't feel like he was hopping on the EDM trend, which was like starting to peak at that time. It felt like he was like, I actually like this music. And even now, like his, it seems like his new album is going to maybe be like Afrobeats. Like he has a new song out that's Afrobeats and it's like, it works for him. And it's not just because his voice is so versatile. I actually believe that Usher is like a big fan and like, or like when he collaborated with Romeo Santos, which like for a time every single person's doing. Like yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like to to varying success. But like, and of course his voice sounds great in that in the like bachata context, but like it felt like he actually listens to bachata and like wanted to do it. Like, which I think is to his credit, because I don't think that most big stars come off that way (laughs) yeah it's the music appreciation yeah that's what people or what and what i love about like a victoria monet like you can actually hear the like your allegiance to this craft and like this r&b like as a genre and also like just music as r&b as a thing that you can mix with other genres basically because it's so fluid do you guys care about his debut album his self-titled um, debut album. I went, but I loved "Think of You." Like that was like when that came out. I was that I was just starting to like get into R and B, and it was like, oh, this is like teenager who's like my age, and yeah. um, you know, like it was cute to me, and like like kind of it's like cute, sweet R and B, and so and I went back to that album uh, when I was like reviewing Confessions like a few years ago, and or re-reviewing it for Pitchfork, and it. I mean, it definitely has a sound of like 90s kind of feeling, feeling out, you know, like a boy hormones and like, yeah. you know, like that kind of uh, charm to it. Um, so I I think about it in that way, like he needed that to kind of progress from that to like my way. And then like 8701, like it's, it's part of his um, like christening as a R&B star, but he doesn't himself yet, obviously. Yeah, that's a great way to look look at it. It's just funny to hear it now and it's so of the mid nineties. Like it yeah, it was like it was a stepping stone and like he was such a baby. You know, like he was so young and and like he it was like he needed that to get to like the sex god. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. But I don't I I don't think that I heard it when it came out because I lived in Wyoming and like, you know, just all everything that comes with that. <laughs> <laughs> I should not come with that. Uh, or this album should not come with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then by the time My Way came out, I was working in a record store and I was like, I was not a teenager. 
I was like a horny early 20 something. And so when that dropped, I remember it being really like, you know, I worked in like a, a blockbuster music. Mm-hmm. Um, they had those <laughs> RAPs. So like, so like they had these like little cards of like the top selling whatever. Oh yeah. And it was like Usher was always like at the top. And I remember just like, listening to the album and like staring at the cover and being like, <laughs> you know, kind of thirsty. Yeah. I mean, I should knew what he was doing. Uh, clearly, uh, women in Wyoming, yeah. women in New Tracy, <laughs> women in New York were out here, uh, yeah. you know, thirsting for him. But I think I saw this because we're going to talk about collaborations. I mentioned this to Stephen. I saw this Reddit thread of someone saying how uh, Jermaine Dupree stole Usher from Puff and kind of made him who or helped him make him who he is. I don't think he gives JD the into all the credit, but I feel like that's to me, that's his like number one collaboration, I would say, with JD, maybe because they are friends and like you could tell through their chemistry or through the sounds that he's explored with JD. When you think of collaborations, like whether it be like writers, producers, guest appearances, what is like that one collaboration you think of when you think of like Usher and Friends? Like throwback is like to me, like such a good example of like Usher, like the best of him, and then like mm. just plays the best of just like his sound and that kind of creating like something timeless. And it's also like not the typical, I guess, like when you think of Usher, like, you know, you think of throwback, but not necessarily. It's usually JD, but I just feel like that's. Like that just ha- it's so cozy <laughs> and just kind of like longing at the same time. It's just that's one of my favorite Usher songs. And like it just instantly I would never get tired of hearing that song. But I also really loved 8701. Like I actually go back and forth between like confessions and that as my favorites. So it's but yeah, kind of, <laughs> you're like so. It sounds like you're so, so contemplating. Torn. So you're torn. like don't you can't just you don't have to yeah. decide, Clove. You don't got to decide right now which is your number one Usher album. But yeah, what do you think, Julianne? So I mean, I think Jermaine Dupri is obvious is obviously like his most enduring and important, and like thank God that he put Usher on his path. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like and and like also. JD is like a giant, you know, like he's a giant among us. I also think that we need to credit Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yes. Um, Like you remind me is obviously one of like Usher's most enduring songs and, and the way that he, and he's collaborated with them on a lot of other songs, but like that one specifically, I think is like just him getting sort of in that groove, like in the groove that they that they have and that they're known for. And then I'm gonna be obvious and just like I'm sorry, like my boo. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like and it was cool too because like it that like helped propel Alicia Keys to like the superstardom she has now. And it felt like sort of like a blessing from this like you know, I guess seasoned elder or whatever, even though he was not old. And, but like, and, but just like their, their chemistry, like you think they wouldn't sound good together really. Yeah. But they do. And like Alicia's little like 
rappy thing at the beginning and like and then that's like just a classic Jermaine Dupree production I think right and that then made me think of Lil John and like then that being the next era I think he just does a good job of like um like collaborating with those people who have such a signature sound but without mm. losing his own sound yeah like with Alicia does it seem so so natural and smooth and then Lil John is just such a different direction from it's like total cha- like almost chaotic R and B. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, crunk and you know, I guess crunk and yeah. phase, but yeah. <laughs> chaotic. It was so chaotic, <laughs> actually. <laughs> it's just like yeah. But do we think like because when you posed this question about his collaborators and friends, like, do we think that Usher likes duetting? maybe more than he likes doing solo songs. He's done so many collabs <laughs> and like, he always sounds so freaking thrilled. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And like with the, the, the more recent, you know, like the Yuna, like crush song yeah. Yeah, and I then Summer song, Walker, yeah. like they just end up being my favorite jams. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think he, maybe he's good at like deferring to, like he's the elder, but then also like lets the person shine, you know? Yeah. Doesn't feel like competition. So I think he does yeah. like that. I didn't really think about that of like how much how many duets he does actually have. Like I know there's a little freak with Nikki. I just thought right. of that right now. And then there was little Kim in the first album. So it's just like there is this always a couple Monica on not first album, second it. album, my way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Pitbull. it's Oh, yes. yes. Uh, I forget. Our Latin forget. king. How could I forget <laughs> yeah, that? <laughs> <laughs> there is all these duets that I guess I didn't even think about as far as just like, maybe he likes that. But like, what do you think is behind these choices of these collaborations to make them this successful? Because every single one we just named, we all knew right away. There's probably, I mean, I guess I've tie that back to like the kind of cross generational aspects, like uh, all the artists who end up, who have like kind of that um, timelessness and relevancy, they're the ones who are good at adapting with the times and then kind of shape shifting a little bit while bringing in like a new audience. So whether it's like the EDM audience that now are, can be Usher fans, who are like the, you know, if you love like, strip club rap <laughs> and you know like the crunk era like he just kind of brings people in through these through these duets i think he, he probably i do feel like he has the um desire for like broad appeal basically yeah. like he wants to kind of you know bring the crowd in a little bit and maybe that's just part of it like he's trying to kind of just make his circle bigger or something i mean outside of music this man was on bold and the beautiful uh which is like yeah he's on moesha <laughs> the bold and the beautiful i only know because that's the only time i ever watched a uh, american novella a soap opera was with Usher, was on and i stopped watching it while uh when he got yeah. off but like i mean i think that makes sense julian why do you like omg <laughs> yeah, came Oh god. <laughs> now I have to down. defend my position. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean like okay, like I think Will I Am obviously has like a lot of sort of 
bad impulses. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, going great. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> but there's just, it's, it's like, I think the production is fun. The sort of chorus of people going like in the background on the chorus of like going, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, oh, and it's oh, like, oh. it doesn't sound like anything he really ever did before or again. <laughs> Maybe for good reason, but like, (laughs) I just think, I just think it's fun. And like, I don't know, maybe I'm brainwashed from hearing it like on Hot 97 or whatever (laughs) too much, but it's just there. And, and I probably honestly hated it when I came, when it came out, but like, (laughs) there's just something really like, I just like that he's doing it. It's weird. It's weird, random. It's like OMG, like really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's catchy for sure. And he sa- he sounds good on it. Like what whatever. He sounds good on everything. It is fun. I, I was gonna say that doesn't count, Juliet. He sounds good on everything. <laughs> I know. So... I really don't have a deeper analysis than this. I think just it's <laughs> I just it like appeals it. to my dumbest id, honestly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the reason now that I think about the reason I thought of Will I Am for Here I Stand is because there is a song with Will I Am on Here I Stand called What's Your Name, which I can't think of just by the name of it. I just remember I did not like it. <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's Tricky in the Dream that we, I guess, haven't talked about who, who, who they're all over Here I Stand. Moving Mountains yeah. is one of them. I did love that song. A great ballad. There's some army artists who, like, I'm not necessarily into the ballad side of them as much as you know like mid-tempo but I I feel like I like a range of Usher um just kind of rhythms where it's like up the club songs the mid-tempos and the slow jams like he has that like consistency I think so yeah like if when you think about it like I'm thinking I'm looking at this track listing for Here I Stand and Raymond versus Raymond what is he like his fifth sixth album in and all of this like when I think of here I stand, I'm like listening to it in my head. This all makes sense for him. Like best thing with Jay-Z, Love in This Club, or like you said, the part two with Wayne and Beyonce. And then Raymond versus Raymond, like the the Nikki track. There goes my baby. I I, I didn't like Hey Daddy, but I know why people <laughs> like Hey Daddy. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it, I I, it makes sense. And I think that's what's hard with artists is sometimes they do like, you know, go a different route with their sound and it almost feels forced. Or almost feels like a mistake. And I don't think I have felt that. And I think I did think about that when Looking for Myself came out and Climax came out. And I was like, this is amazing. And then the rest of the stuff don't all sound like Climax. It's all different types of sounds. And, you know, we kind of had talked around like him going into more of like a dance, like exploring more dance. Um, And that has seemed to work with him. I'm not a fan of the David Guetta song, but like... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I sure I sure could do it. I guess I don't know how you guys feel about that when you guys like look at these co- like collaborations and just like overall, just they all sound good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the adaptation. Like he's you know just kind of the shape shifting. Um, there's some humility that has to, that you have to acknowledge. All right, I'm not going to do that. What I did before that worked. You know, I'm going to maybe try to tweak it a little bit. Because he could easily have tried to make just another Confessions. You know, like he needed to kind of have a story to be part of the album, which is like such an old school thing that like not a lot of artists can do. Like Janet was always good at just like packaging. Like this is an album that has a story and, you know, we went away from it and then came back to it. 
And he's just always been like pretty consistent with that. Like, this is my divorce album, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yes, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the confessions, um, chili fracas. Yeah. That yeah. where uh, Chili and Usher broke up, and it was a big rumor that Confessions was about her, but it wasn't. It was about Jermaine Dupree being <laughs> being a, a cheater. Right. Uh, then I said it was the best collaboration. Uh, it worked, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember watching the burn video being like, am I going to, are we going to see Chili in there? Not yeah. knowing this wasn't even yeah. about him and Chili. I'm so annoyed. Right. When Confessions came out, he did this interview in Rolling Stone, I think, and said how he had proposed to Chili like while they were having sex. I, I think and like, you told me that or I read that. I mean, I, I just can't. And because uh, I've been thinking about it for like 20 years. I guess that's your husband. Because some mistakes, like, but yeah. <laughs> what compels someone? And it's like, you know, Chili was older than him and she was probably like, oh, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment you think where she's just like, you know what? It was like a stepping stone in a series of <laughs> moments for her. I don't He's know. So R and B. That's exactly. He's just cannot help it. Oh my god! There is like I just think that makes me think of also like the nostalgia tied to everything. Stephen was saying how like he remembers when you remind me came out and he was just going through it and he's like I didn't. There was no girl that like reminded me of an ex, but I felt like I knew someone that knew someone. It's just because of the songwriting, because of the sound. That's what like also I think keeps us coming back. Well, that's the thing, like you're the vocals have remained consistent, like and still like who sounds like Usher? Like there's yeah. it's, it's just so crisp. And I do think like he still has some of that like lust in his in his mm-hmm. uh, tone. Sometimes like newer, like newer generation R&B. It just feels like a little bit put on. R&B is just so much about like yearning <laughs> and it, he still kind of has that in his voice. And I think that is hard to like duplicate and also just like sound rich, basically. Yeah. But also like speaking to what you've been saying about reaching across generations, like he sounds lusty and horny, but also like <laughs> not enough that like your parents are going to tell you you can't listen to him. So like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's not like that. Kind of. <laughs> are there other other collaborations you guys were thinking of that we haven't talked I about? I do want to shout out the Peaches remix, which first of all I already loved Peaches, and then Usher on that remix, and maybe because again, like I just I love him. <laughs> it's just like he comes in toward, at the end, and he's just like just kind of like smooth the Justin and like, Bieber just song. Yes. Yeah, like the, okay. uh, Justin Bieber Peaches. Yeah, the remix, and I don't feel like it got enough shine. But um, I did love him on that remix. And I think he just kind of, that's also another one where he was like with other artists and to me like outshined, you know, like the Daniel Caesars and like it. But also at the same time was able to blend, but also show like, this is how you do it. (laughs) Is there anything else you guys wanted to add about Usher? Just how good he looks? But yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to the new album actually. Like, yeah. yeah. The singles are really good and they're both collabs and duets. And the and the, mm, yeah. the 
the feels collab on ruin was great and an Afrobeat song and i'm excited for it yeah yeah and uh the visuals also like when and with the as the duet thing like when good good came out i was like mm-hmm. how does he still sound this good <laughs> good good yeah <laughs> and it was like like that's also what makes me look forward to it because I know it's gonna like be pleasing to my ears. Like it's not, I'm never gonna hear an Usher song that's like not that. At least I don't love how he sounds. You always know it comes back to his voice, basically. Yeah, he yeah. just announced a tour, so I guess we know and what the we're tour, doing. Yeah. F is presale <laughs> coming. I'm out sad tomorrow, I missed the residency, I so I definitely don't want to miss a show. Yeah. I'm a little beside myself because I just saw the cover for Coming Home for the first time. (laughs) And I'm like, my eyes are watering and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) I guess that... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's that's why we're excited too. Uh, Uh, He's he's, he's really great at selling sex. He is so good at, and this is why, like, you know, fucking Kiki Palmer's boyfriend (laughs) is now her ex. Like, (laughs) you know, right? Well, because her ex is like stupid, but but like this man is so sexy. I cannot this peach. Like, why are you doing this to me, man? <laughs> like I'm basically yeah. married, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> the, le- the lust is like just emanating right now. I yeah. cannot this man. He sells sex. Well, and the skims. Ca- yeah. Ad- the skims collab. <laughs> also a peach featured prominently. So. Oh my God, this man. Look at him. Uh, I can't. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's the reaction. On that note, everyone, we're going to stop this here so we can appreciate the cover to coming home a little bit more yeah, and private. Yeah. Um, thank you, Clover and Juliet, for joining me. If anyone has any thoughts or feels about Usher and his friends or the cover of Coming Home, email us at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Keep lusting, Juliet. <laughs>